you have your Bibles, let's let's go to Ephesians chapter 4 today. Ephesians chapter 4, and I want to speak to you today as, as quick as I can uh, um, on why is this so heavy. How many have ever felt uh, uh, just a heaviness in your heart, a heaviness in your spirit? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Uh, why is this so heavy? Ephesians chapter 4, we're going to be in verse 31 and 32. And uh, I'm going to be reading out of a little bit different translation today than what I normally would read out of, but th that's okay. Um, uh, how many know that that's all right? Okay. All right. Just want to make sure you know that that's all right. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31 and 32. I like this verse. Um, it's pretty straightforward here. The Apostle Paul writing to the church in Ephesus, he says this right here. Get rid of all bitterness. Everyone say bitterness. Rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, all right, everyone say instead, be kind to each other. All right, all you husbands, look over at your wives. And all you wives, look over at your husband. If you're single, just look up at the Lord. Be kind to each other, all right? Did you catch that? Be kind to each other, tenderhearted. Forgiving one another just as God through Christ has forgiven you. That's a powerful bit of scripture. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for your word today. God, I pray, Lord, that you would anoint me. God, Lord, that you would use me how you see fit today. God, I pray, Lord, you would cover me with your grace. God, I ask, Lord, that the words that, that, that I speak today would be a conduit of you and not of myself. God, I pray, Lord, that lives would be changed. God, we're believing for miracles today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, on our last year, we took a trip, my family, and we went to California to see Tristan's family and their, uh, you know, and we... We took a flight from Indianapolis to Los Angeles, and in that flight, uh, when we took, when we were there, and we were checking our bags in, and many of you know when you travel, you check your bags in. When we got there to check in our bags, we they put your bag up there and they weigh it, right? Anybody know what I? It's kind of like the lotto. You're going to find out if you if you overpacked your bag or you didn't pack your bag, right? And it's not a good lotto to win because if it's over, you pay more, right? And so in the process of putting a bag up there, Tristan had put her bag up there, and it was overweight. I, can, I know you cannot believe that, that, that she would pack that much, but she put it up there. And we had all of our bags, and, and the lady said, this one's overweight, so you're going to have to pay a little bit extra. And I said, uh-uh, not even possible. And so what did we do? Man, you know us. We're from Bedford, Indiana. Uh, you know how we roll down here in Lawrence County. We opened up all five of our bags right there in the, in the, in the thing, and we began to shift stuff. Like we took things. We took a one, pair, one boot out of Tristan's bag, put it in mine, put a hair dryer over here, moved it. How many know what I'm talking about? And, and, and we, we, we began to scatter everything around, and we got it all over there, and we put it back up there. And, and Tristan had stuff in Zaley's bag, in my bag, in Wyatt's bag, in Novak's bag. Amen? And, 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 and you know why? Because I'm cheap, and I'm not paying extra. Amen? <laughs> this, is what, this is what happens with us. But on a spiritual 
uh, place in a spiritual plane, you know what we do in life? We carry pain. We carry anger. We carry unforgiveness. And this is what happens. When we carry those things, we're only weighing ourselves down. We're not really fooling anybody. And this is unnecessary weight that can hinder our walk with the Lord. How many know what I'm talking about today? Amen. Amen. So far too many people walk around and, and, and carrying heavy baggage from years of mistakes, right? And years of hurt and years of pain and years of bad choices. And the list goes on and on. And this is what the scripture tells us. In Jesus, there is no condemnation for our past mistakes once he has forgiven us, right? But what we like to do is put this bag on and carry guilt and shame for something that Jesus Christ already paid the debt for. Amen? And we're, we've been given this gift of grace. We don't deserve it. And, and, but what I want to talk to you about today is unpacking all this worthless weight we're carrying around. And we've got to learn to live free. How many want to live free today? Amen? You know, the scripture says this, who the Son has set free is free indeed. All right, let's say that. Who the Son has set free is free indeed. But this is what we do. We put on our bags and we carry extra weight. Some of the baggage we carry around with us is, you know, and it could be a lot of things. But in this bit of scripture, Paul, he brings out these things. It, it, number one is, is bitterness and anger because, because of uh, a past pain and frustration. Anybody ever had a fight with a family member and you don't talk to that family member because you guys had a fight a long time ago? Come on, somebody. Now I'm getting down to where the rubber meets the road. Quiet in here. And here's, here's the deal. Uh, these things can spill over into our current and our future relationships, right, because of collateral damage, because of what someone else did to us. And we carry this weight, and it affects our relationship with other people. Oh, man, now it's and, – and there's damage that's been done. And here's what we have to do. We have to let it go. Amen. Let the spirit of Elsa get you. Let it go, let it go, let it go, right? Everyone say, let it go. We have to choose forgiveness. We have to choose repentance. Now, come on, somebody. Oh, man. In order to, to be kind and tenderhearted and loving towards others. So I, I want to look at some things. And, and where's Wyatt? Come here, Wyatt. Come here, buddy. I, I know I can depend on you. I know I can depend on you. Isn't this, isn't this guy a good-looking young man? He looks just like his daddy. This is Wyatt. He is a strapping young man right here. I like his hair. I wish my hair looked half as good as his. He's got way more hair than me. But, but this is what I want you to do, Wyatt. I, I have this bag right over here, and, and I want you to put this bag on, on for me right now. I want you to watch him. I want you to watch him put this bag on right now. All right. So, so walk over here. Come on, run over here. Come on, come on, come on, come on. What you got? What you got? Wyatt, is this bag heavy? Very much. Is it? Do your shoulders hurt right now? More so my back. Your back hurts. It's all right. You're young. It'll get better as you get older. I promise. Okay. Here's the deal with baggage. Are you good? Can you can you hang on there? Okay. If you can't, just whine. Okay, and I'll you can still hang on. Um, Here's the deal with baggage. This is, what, this is what we have to understand as believers is this. Uh, you know, we'll never uh, be able to get rid of baggage until we know what the issue is. Okay? 
here's the thing. I, I, wanna, I just want to share this with you. Wyatt, do you, <laughs> Wyatt, do you feel the weight of this bag? Yes. Do, do, do you, uh, now, you can, can you see what's in this bag? But you feel the weight of what's going on in you right now. See, this is what happens to us in our lives. You know what? We carry this back. We don't always see it, but we feel it because we're carrying it. And, and, our, and our back starts to get a little bit tired. Our shoulders start to hurt. Our legs start to. And guess what? Wyatt, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to, to jog over there. Come on, buddy. Now. Was that harder than it should have been? Now, if you didn't have that bag on your back, you, you, would, you would have been able to run over there probably twice as fast, right? Matter of fact, I think I could beat you in a foot race right now. I, th I believe I could. Even I, I believe I could smoke you right now. All right, that's a whole other issue. All right, everyone say, know the issue. Hold tight right there, Wyatt. To let go of an issue, we must first understand what the issue is. You don't go into your car and just start fixing things when there's an issue. You know what? When the check engine light comes on, you go and you diagnose what it is so you don't just spend a bunch of money. Come on, somebody, right? And so we have to know what the problem is. In our text today, Paul identified seven specific things. Don't worry. I got 19 points, Wyatt. You'll be fine, okay? All right. Seven specific things that weigh us down as, can weigh us down as a believer. And listen, they will wear you out out and they could hold you bondage. Okay, look at this. Number one right here. First thing is this, bitterness. Everyone say bitterness. Bitterness. You know another way to say bitterness is this, gall, hatred. Bitter, it means hatred, all right? That's a strong word. I, I don't like the word hate. I don't even like to say I hate the word hate because we don't allow our kids, to, we've never allowed our kids to say hate because you know what? It is a strong, mean word, Right? Uh, we say things like this, I don't like them, and I don't even know why. Come on, has anybody ever said that? They just bother me, and I don't even know why. You know what that is? Extra weight, bitterness. And listen, a bitter root produces bitter fruit. That's it. You reap what you sow. That is biblical. A bitter root produces bitter fruit. Just come on, I'm talking to somebody today. Here's the next thing that Paul says is this, rage. In the King James Version, it says wrath. Uh, uh, it, it's it's uh, indignation or boiling up. Has anybody, come on now, you don't have to raise your hand in here because I know there's plenty of us. How many have ever f just flown off the handle because you were so angry? Right? Some of you are raising your hands. I told you not to. You know, the Bible, it says it's like being controlled by, by bad wine. It controls you, and you're under the influence of rage. And sometimes have you ever done something and had to go back to, and apologize to somebody because you knew you were wrong? You didn't even know why, but you, you just got mad at them for whatever reason. You had to go back and say, I'm so sorry. So rage, here's a, here's a third one. You good over there? You good? All right. You can come back over here if you want to. You can keep moving if you need to. All right. Here's the third one. Anger. Everyone say anger. Agitation of the soul, it's impulse, violent behavior. Uh, I, I love this statement right here. Speak when you are angry and you will make the best speech you will ever regret. Let me say that again. Speak when you're angry and you'll make the best speech you will ever regret. I've had to eat my words so many times. When I said things I shouldn't have said. If, if, uh, if here's what you need to do, say, hey, I'm angry, do this, count to 10. If you're still angry, 
count to a hundred. If you're still angry, count to a thousand. Get yourself together. Don't don't answer in anger. Ephesians four twenty six tells us to be angry and do not sin. You know you can be angry and not sin. I know that because that's what this this bit of scripture tells us. Look at this. Here's the next one. Number four: harsh words or brawling, and that means clamoring or or yelling, loud talk or fighting. Come on, some of you siblings need to look at each other. You guys got this one down right here. Harsh words, right, and brawling. You know, I can tell you a few times my brother was much older than me, but I can tell you I never backed down to him. He may have beat me up, but I never backed down to him. We, and we would, harsh words would turn into fists, right? And then mom would come in, and that would be, that would be the end of that, right? Here's number five right here, slander. Everyone say slander. Slander is a detraction of speech. It's, 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 it's speech that is, will injure someone else. Say, oh, I don't know about that. You know, I, uh, it will, it'll, it'll hurt someone's good name. I like to say it like this. It is, slander is this, assassinating someone's character. Here's another word for that, gossip. Gossip. Oh, but we're just talking over here. Oh, it's amazing how gossip can, listen, and if you're around a gossiper, listen to me. If you're around a gossiper, the best way to stop a gossiper is to just say, hey, let's bring that person in here. Let's talk about this together, and I promise you they'll stop. Come on, somebody. All right. I'm preaching better than than your amen to me right now. Number six, every form of malice, any form of evil. Did you catch that? Any form of evil, anything that would cause depravity or trouble. If it isn't getting me closer to the Lord, it's just extra weight. Bottom line, I know that's, that's, that's way too simple. One translation says it like this, bad feelings that hurt people. Uh, here's number seven, unforgiveness. Everyone say unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. Listen, you can write this down. Unforgiveness is the rotten fruit that comes from the six roots mentioned before me. Everything else, the roots, but unforgiveness is the fruit that comes from these things. What happens in our lives is we get hurt. We become bitter. We become angry. You okay back there? You getting angry? You getting bitter a little bit? See, this is a perfect lesson. This is perfect right here. But here's the thing, there's, there's these, you know, unforgiveness is the fruit of the root of bitterness, anger, malice, slander, gossip, all those things. Matthew 6, 14 tells us, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. How many want to be forgiven? We've got to learn to forgive others. All right, listen. So, uh, see, and honestly, this is just the tip of the iceberg. And, and when it comes to, to negative emotions, but... Uh, uh, but where do they all come from? So uh, this is interesting to me. I don't think there's anybody, I've never heard anyone say this, I sure hope someone does something awful to me today just so I can withhold forgiveness from them. Nobody wakes up and says that, right? But what happens is the devil's pretty smart. He'll put someone in your way and cause some kind of issue, some kind of, uh, of thing, right? And something that just gets under your crawl, and the next thing you know, there's a foothold for the enemy to, to hold you. So how do I identify these things? See, Wyatt feels the weight of this. I know he feels the weight of this. I can see it in his face. He feels the weight of this, but he cannot see what he's holding, and that's exactly what happens to us when we carry malice and we carry pain. 
So how do we identify these weights? Uh, here's what we need to do. First thing you need to learn to do as a child of God, take it to the Lord in prayer. God, if there's anything in me that does not belong in me, take it out of here. Get it off of me. I need it. Uh, the Holy Spirit will reveal areas that I may be holding on to with unwanted weight. Some of you say, I've been holding on to some unwanted weight right here, Holy Spirit. Speak to this belly right here, right now. But, you know, and, and so the first thing we need to do is give it to the Lord. But here's what I found out that we do. Hmm. The first thing that we like to do is give it to someone else. Ask someone else. Talk to someone else rather than give it to Jesus. Jesus is the only one that can lift these weights. Listen, I've got a lot of good friends, but I promise you, you good? You can, you want to, you want to sit down for a minute? You want to sit down? Uh, uh, I've got a lot of good friends, but listen to me. They cannot take the weight of bitterness and all that off of me. You know what, what I've learned about a lot of my friends is they will agree with me rather than tell me about the blind spots that I cannot see. Oh, come on, that's good. So, but th listen, I'm not saying you can't take things to your friends, but why is our first response to take it to a person rather than to the God of the universe? Say, so get this off of me. Help me. Help me. You know, Jesus said, uh, you know, his, his burden is light, right? I don't know. If God can make this burden light, I promise you why it would be like, Lord, take this thing off of me right now. So, uh, you know, here's another thing. You know, take it to the Lord. Maybe take it to a person. How about take it to a, a, a counselor or take it to a pastor? Come on, somebody who can give you some insight. Proverbs 11:14 says, where there is no guidance, a people falls. But in the abundance of counselors, there is safety. Look at this, Proverbs 19:20. Listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. Now, here's the key to that verse right there. You have to listen to advice and then take it. Oh, come on, somebody. As a pastor, I've learned this, that oftentimes that people want my direction, but they don't want my correction. I want you to tell me what to do, but don't you tell me what I have to change inside of me to get where I need to be, right? Tell me how to navigate this, but don't ask me to change. Proverbs 20, 18 says this, plans are established by counsel. So here's the thing. We can't fix what we cannot see, and sometimes our spiritual blinders are on, but we can feel the weight. I don't know what it is, but I know that there's something that's dragging me down. Here's the first thing. you got to ask God. Then pray about it, then pray about it, and then pray about it, all right? Uh, some of you say this, I feel heavy and I'm tired spiritually, but I, I don't even realize the weight that I'm carrying and where I even picked it up at, okay? Here's number two right here and why it says, thank you, Jesus. Why right, sit right here for me, buddy. Here's the thing, number two right here. Shine the light on it. Shine <laughs> You guys don't even realize how heavy this thing is. I know how heavy it is. Shine the light on it. I have my flashlight here. I love this flashlight. You know, I, someone bought me this flashlight. It's a streamlight. All right, come on. How many know what a streamlight flashlight is? All right. This is a bright light. You see this? I don't want to shine it in your eyes. I, if I was at youth camp, I'd shine it in your eyes. I'll shine it down here in you guys' eyes. But, not, not, uh, but this is a bright light. You know, when I was growing up, my dad would be working on a car or something, and he'd, be, he'd call me and say, hey, hold this flashlight for me. And you know when you're like seven, eight years old, you know how you hold a flashlight, right? You're like, and he's like, hold it right here in this spot, right? And then you start thinking about things, and then you just start moving it up, and you're just 
and then you're looking at the birds, and then you're watching everything, the dog moves. And then I look up, and the light's right in my dad's eyes. He's like, get it where I need it to be. How many, how many can relate to that, all right? But here's the thing. This is how we identify areas of extra baggage in our lives. Uh, the, next, the next logical step seems to be to get rid of it, right, or, or to let it go. But see, here's what, I've, what I know about God. God is so good to us. Not only does he want us to let it go, he wants to restore. He wants to fix things right. He wants to make things as if they were new again. Amen. He does not just about worrying about getting this weight off of you, but he wants to make you right. I love this. So while God is interested in in moving those things and and why it's excited about getting this weight off of here, while God is interested in doing those things, God is interested equally in healing and restoring and you walking in freedom. Who the Son has set free is what? Free indeed. Amen. You know, Job, I, I love the story of Job. I'm glad I didn't have to go through it, but I love to look back at the story of Job. He lost everything, but after his pain and after his sorrow, God restored it all, actually doubled it. It's amazing. 1 John chapter 1, verses 6 through 9, it says, If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in the darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. All right? But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, everyone say he is in the light. We have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sins. How many are grateful for that today? Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Then John says this, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Verse 9. Ah, this is, th- listen, this is a problem, promise. Everyone say, this is a promise right here. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you've been set free by the blood of the Lamb, come on and give Jesus an- another hand clap of praise. Here's what happens uh, in Colossians chapter 1, verses 12 through 14. It says this, always thanking the Father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. In the light. I love that. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Here's what happens. See, Wyatt has been carrying this weight, this bitterness, this, this slander. And he doesn't even realize that the, that the enemy's got this thing fastened so tight that he can't even just shake it off of him. You know what, this bag is, is tight right now. And listen, what God does is he comes in and he begins to shine a light down into our heart. And this is what the gospel does. And I look down in here and, 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 and God looks at our heart and he says, man, there's some, there's some bitterness down there. And there's some things, and, and, and I, know, I know it hurts right now, but I promise you, if you'll give me these things, oh, it'll get a little bit lighter. And this is what happens. The light of Jesus comes in, and God says, oh, I see some, some malice right here. I see some malice right there. Oh, look, look, here's some bitterness. You were angry at your parents. 
There's some, there's some weight right there. Look at this. Oh, here's some, here's some uh, gossip that, that you've had going on. Talking about your dad, all right? All right, look at this. Here's some, here's some other things. Here's a little bit, here's a little bit of, of anger that you've, you've allowed out, out of control in your life. And, and, it, and it is weighing on you. And, 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 and the light of Jesus begins to shine in here. And God begins to look and say, there's some more weight in here. you got to let that go. Look at me. Look at me. Come on now. Come on. And, oh, look, here's something else. Here's another weight. We've got to let that go. we got to get this out of there. Now stand up with me for, for me right now, Wyatt. Now how much different is that bag right now than, than when we started? way different. Now, I want you to run all the way over there as fast as you can. Come on. <laughs> Listen to me. God did not design you to carry weight. The price on the cross carried that weight. You weren't designed to carry bitterness and, and malice in your heart. And here's what we have to do as believers. We have to regularly evaluate within ourselves the fruit that we are producing. And what kind of fruit are you producing in your life? Listen to me. Listen to me. This is where the rubber meets the road right here. Uh, what kind of fruit are you producing in your life? Galatians says that we should produce good fruit. Good fruit. Not rotten fruit. Not unforgiveness. Not bitterness. Not malice, not anger. Actually, it says this. It says that we should be producing love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and faithfulness and goodness and self-control. And when the Holy Spirit shines the light on us, good fruit begins to show. Because there's no room for bad fruit. Thank you, Wyatt. Come on, give Wyatt a hand clap. Here's what I know. You'll produce one of two kinds of fruit or two types of fruit, either good kind that bring joy and light or the bad kind that bring weight and heaviness and loads that bind us and keep us from moving. See, when we recognize bad fruit, we bring it into the light. God, I've got bitterness. I've got malice. I've got anger. I've got issues. Lord, search me. Here's what happens. We, we begin to confess. God, I've got a problem. I may not see it. I may have blinders to it, but I can feel it. I got a problem. I, I begin to think about a, a youth pastor friend of mine in California. And, and uh, he told me one time, he said, he said, sometimes he goes, you know, when I'm, I'm serving, he goes, when I get a bad attitude, the first thing that I think of is I need to go get myself in a prayer closet because I need to shine the light on some things within me. Amen. That's how you produce good fruit. You, you begin to confess. You begin to repent. You begin to forgive, uh, uh, forgive others, and you begin to let some things go. In, in 1 John uh, uh, 1, 9, it says this, if we confess our sins, he is what? Faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Can I tell you what that means? That is a promise from God. Plain and simple. I know, I know this is simple. This is a promise. God is faithful and he's just and he forgives and he purifies. 
And he's not just interested in removing the weight, but he's, he's interested in healing and restoring the broken and the lost. The scripture tells us that he binds up our wounds. Maybe you feel injured. Listen to me. Let the Holy Spirit begin to bind up your wounds. Let the oil of the Holy Spirit, the anointing, begin to, to move over those things and let those things heal. So I, let me ask you this question. Who wants to, to remove excess baggage? Here's what you have to do. you, you got to walk in the light. Everyone say walk in the light. I'm going to ask the worship team to come. Man, you didn't know you were getting a fast sermon today, did you? Praise the Lord. There are miracles still. Number three right here. And this, is, this, this may be the toughest one right here. Because, listen, I've been walking with Jesus a long time. But I can tell you this is a process that, that ha- has to happen. Number three is this, trust his process. Everyone say, trust his process. How many know that God's, way are not, are God's ways are not our way? I can't, my finite mind cannot even begin to fathom what God has for me. That's why we can see scriptures that say he will do abundantly above anything that we could even ask. Because God wants better for you than you even realize that you want. You know, back in 2018, my brother-in-laws, they took me to climb a mountain in California. We were living in California at the time. And we did a little mountaineering climbing there. We we hiked, and I had a bag similar to what Wyatt had. I promise it felt like it had that much weight in it. And we had crampons in there, and we had climbing gear, and I had my food for, for multiple days. I had my sleeping bag in there and a little pad that they told me to sleep on that wasn't really worth anything, honestly, truthfully, and, and my tent. And, and so I had all this stuff in my backpack, and, and some of you who have been in the military know what it's like to throw on one of those backpacks and just start moving and hiking and going and going and going and going, right? But we were in the process, and my brother-in-laws, they have this plan to climb all the, four, the mountains that are 14,000 feet and above in California. And so they invited me along. Boy, that was a mistake. And so we, we went, and we did a few hikes previous to this. And um, we started at about, uh, you know, in the, in the late afternoon. And at about 5,000 feet elevation is where we started, okay? We hiked. I don't know how many miles, seven miles up until we got to about 10,000 feet to 11,000 feet. That's a, that's a long way to carry a pack. And I'll never forget, as you're climbing a hill and you got all this extra weight, you just what's going through your mind is, man, I wish I could throw this bag down. And I'll never forget, we were going down the trail and there was, uh, uh, you could hire donkeys and throw your bags on the donkeys and they could take it up for you. And I really thought about spending the money to drop my bag so I wouldn't have to carry it. Why is weight that I didn't have? And this is, this is what happened. When I got up to 10,000 feet, we were up there and we camped out for the night. Something happened to me that's never happened to me. I got altitude sickness, right? Man, that's, anybody ever had altitude sickness? It's, it's miserable, especially when you're, you're stuck there. And, and my brother-in-laws were like, well, we'll, just, we'll continue on. And here, take some medicine. They tell you to, to do the things you don't want to do. Hey, you need to eat and you need to drink water. It's not what you feel like doing, but you know you should do it. And so I'm chewing on granola, the same bit of granola for like 20 minutes going, just trying to not swallow it but act like I'm. And, and, and through this process of getting up to, I don't know how far we got. We didn't make it to the top of the mountain. They can blame me if they want. I don't care if they were here. They'd probably say, it's your fault, TJ. It's all right. We made it to like 12,000, you know, 500 feet. And 
saw a glacier. That was amazing. It was cool, great experience, whatever. But in the process of coming back down, my altitude sickness took a, took a real hard turn, and I was just done. I was just done. I was just wore out. I was beat, carrying this bag. And I got back to camp, and one of my brother-in-laws, before we got back to camp, we were on our way back, and I was following him because I thought he knew the way, and we missed our turn. And we went down the side of a mountain, boulder after boulder, and I, and I remember thinking, I was so aggravated at him. I, was, I, I might be still a little bit bitter in my heart today about it. I'll be honest with you. And we went through creeks, and we went, I mean, I was just like, the, I told him, I was like, listen, I think the trail's back up here. Let's go back up. And he said, no, I think if we keep going, I'll never trust him again, all right? But I remember when I got back down to the camp, I was done. I was tired. I was wore out. I was, and, and, and I laid down in the tent, and I was just like, I want to go home, literally. I want to go home. I'm, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I'm, I'm exhausted. And what did my brother-in-laws do? They, they started making food. I don't feel like eating. I don't feel like eating. I don't feel like doing anything. They made food, and my brother-in-law came in the, into the tent. He's a lot bigger than me, and he said, get up. I was like, okay, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna wrestle out here. And make, I already feel bad, you know. He said, get up. He said, eat this. And I sat there, and I forced myself to eat something I did not feel like eating at all. And he said, this is what we're going to do. He said, we're going we're gonna to pack out of here right now. He said, we're going to load up everything. He said, and this is what we're going to do, TJ. We're going to take all the weight from your bag, and we're going to disperse it amongst the other guys that were there. So my bag, which originally I don't know what it weighed, I lost a lot of weight, but they began to carry the load for me. Listen to me. That's what Christ does for us. We weren't intended to carry that weight. You see, some of us are so tired because of the process of life. Some of us feel like we've got altitude sickness because we're just wore out because we've been carrying this extra weight for so long. And the road just keeps getting harder and harder and harder. And it's a difficult one. But here's what most of us want to do. Rather than deal with it, rather than shine the light of Jesus on it, most of us want to just suppress it deeper and just keep on walking. Till we're upset, till we're frustrated. The process of identifying things like anger and malice and slander and bad feelings and unforgiveness sometimes is a difficult to be honest with ourselves, right? It's not easy. It's not easy to say, God, there's some, there's some bitterness in me. There's some things that I need to let go of. And honestly, some of us have carried these things longer than we had ever hoped. And the process of shining the light on our dark areas may, may make us feel embarrassed. And we may feel exposed. And we may feel weak. And we may feel vulnerable. But listen to me. When you do that, God says, I'll take that weight. And this journey that you've been struggling with and you've fought with, guess what? I'll carry that weight. And you'll get to where you, you need to go. Amen. I love that here to remind you to declare today that even though it's heavy and it seems impossible, we have to remind ourselves that through God, all things are possible. Amen? All things are possible. But here's the thing. We have to be willing to trust His process. That's it. It's not going to be on your own accord. It's going to be His accord. Listen, listen to this. 1 Thessalonians 4.3 says this. For this is the will of God, your sanctification. 
Everyone say sanctification. That's a big word. I know that's a big churchy word. Consecration is the act of dedicating yourself to the service and worship of God. Purity, not being tarnished by the world. Holiness, being set apart. I like that. Uh, Jeremiah, you know, he was set apart for a time and God set him apart. Holiness is not just a bunch of rules and regulations on how I should live. It's an opportunity to know and understand the nature of God. You know what the angels are crying right now in heaven? Holy, holy, holy. Why? Because God's nature is not like ours. It is holy. I love this. Justification is what Christ did for us. It means this, what that, that just as if nothing had happened, what Christ did on the cross, and I ask him into my heart, guess what? It's just as if I never sinned. That's what justification is. I know these are big words. Listen, but I'm going somewhere with this. Justification is what God does for us, but sanctification is what God does with us. Okay? Justification is what God does uh, uh, to us, but uh, sanctification is what God does with us. Justification is grace through faith, while sanctification is grace applied in my life. See, this thing is, here's what I know. I'm walking this thing out day by day, and it's by the grace of God that I can put one foot in front of the other. The process of sanctification is a lifelong process. It doesn't take a day. It doesn't take a week. It doesn't take six months. It's not a 20-year journey as a leader in a church. Listen, those are all great things. No, it, it, it's, 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 not any of those, it, it's not any of those things. It's all of them. It's us. Amen? So with that in mind, let me ask you this question. Do you trust him? Maybe you're carrying some baggage today. And maybe you've been carrying it a long time. And maybe you don't want to tell anyone about it. And maybe that's okay. I will advise you this. Tell Jesus about it. He already knows. Some of you think you have blinders on. You think nobody can see it. You feel it. You think nobody can see it. Listen, God, God begins to reveal things to people sometimes. And do you trust God with, with plans and the purposes of your life? Do you? trust him enough to do that then do you trust him to know that he can complete the work that he started in you amen i know this is a little bit different today but here's the thing if we want revival listen we've got to repent of things that maybe we've been holding on to and we've had some things that have weighed us down even the best christians at times allow footholds for the for the enemy Matter of fact, in Ephesians, just prior to this, it says this: these type of things allow foothold for the enemy. And the enemy begins to pack on weight and pack on weight. And we're like, man, I'm so tired walking this thing out called uh, in my life. And it shouldn't be that way. It's a good day to let it go, all right? Look at this. John 10.10 says this. The thief comes only to steal, to kill, and destroy. And Jesus would say this. I came that they may have life and life more abundantly. God did not call you to carry things that he set you free from. God did not call you to carry things that he has already set you free from. I know. This is what I do. I do know this. The devil plays for keeps. He wants to steal your joy. You know how he can do that? Weigh you down. Bitterness, malice, anger, those things. He can come. He wants to kill your dreams. He wants to destroy your your future. You know why he wants to do that? Because his days are numbered, and he wants you down with him. Now, how evil are you that you want to bring people down with you? 
He can derail you by adding the weight of unforgiveness, which grows from a root of rage and slander and anger, adding, adding weight that you were never intended to carry. Look at this. Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 3 says this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings to us so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, uh, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider whom he endured for, from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary and faint-hearted. You were never designed to carry that. Will you bow your heads with me all across this building? Thank you, Jesus. Do you trust him today? Do you trust him today? The Bible says this, First John chapter 1, verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you're here today, say, hey, pastor, I hear you saying, I hear what you're talking about. And I, I just want to tell you today, while, while the blood is running warm in your veins today, while the Spirit of God is ministering to you right now, while he's speaking to you today, I want to give you an invitation to come today. Come to salvation or come to say, hey, I've got some things I need to let go of in my life. If that's you, uh, just begin to come all across this building. Come on. I, I, I just know there's people in my heart right now. Come, 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 come. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Come on. Come on, you don't have to be the first person anymore. Come, come, come. Maybe there's, maybe there's some things that you need to let go of. God, God has a purpose and God has a place for you. But listen, you got you to gotta bring it to the altar. You got to let him shine the light of Christ on you and begin to show you, hey, this needs to go. You tired of carrying that? This needs to go. This needs to go. This is what I want you to do. Stand with me all across this building. If you're, if you're in your seat, I want you to stretch your hands up here to those that are praying. I need some prayer warriors to come down here. Come on. Come help me. Begin to lay hands on those that have come in this place today. Listen, say, Pastor, why do you always do this? Because God can transform and God can change lives. Amen. Amen. I'm glad somebody was patient with me one day when I had needed to let some things go in my life. Come on. If, uh, begin to stretch your hands down here. Begin to pray for those. Come on. Just begin to ask the Lord to, to help them, to reveal some things within them. God, we're letting go of some things, some anger, some, some gossip, God, some malice. God, maybe even some other things that, that we don't even, don't even realize we're carrying. But, God, I'm tired of carrying the weight, God, who the Son has set free is free indeed. Who the Son has set free is free indeed. God, we stand on that. God, we say those, those things that are heavy, that they be broken in the name of Jesus and that they be lifted in the name of Jesus. And, God, we come against, uh, God, anything that may be a foothold for the enemy. But, God, we plead the blood of Jesus over those things right now. We say, devil, you have no foothold here because of the blood of Jesus. Come on and worship him. Come on, begin to love on him. Come on, begin to love on him. Come on, begin to love on him. Come on, begin to pray, church. Come on, begin to pray. Come on, begin to pray.